0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 16. If you're counting all of them, it's 116. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we're back out of a horrible, injury-filled, disgusting week.
1: Yeah, don't get me started. DFS was a nightmare this week because of one or two key underperformers and then injuries. I missed pay lines by less than 10 points in more than half my pools. If Matt Ryan doesn't decide to leave the game, if Josh Jacobs doesn't miss like 10 snaps or if Deshaun Watson, any of those three things happen. Or Will uh, Fuller. Oh, yeah. Will Fuller. We had Will Fuller in a bunch of lineups last week. If any of those three things happen, we probably one of those four things doesn't happen. We break even if two of those four things don't happen. We clean up last week because the rest of our lineups were really pretty solid. Um. Yes. But yeah, last week was our second losing week of the year. So the metric is five for seven this year. And you know what? You can't predict injuries. It's just part of what you got to deal with. So but let's start with the beer. What do you got tonight, Craig? I'm, I'm, I'm taking the week off. Um, I have been I'm going on a cruise, as you know. Um, yes. In a couple of weeks, and I am going to be doing a great deal of <laughs> consuming of alcohol. So it's I part am of your package. <laughs> it's part of the package. Listen, when the scotch is free, it flows. <laughs> it, so it better. You know, the last time I was on a cruise five years ago for my honeymoon, the guy at the coffee because it, on on this particular ship you can get. Um, hard liquor at the coffee station yes and there's never a wait because nobody ever thinks to go to the coffee station for a scotch so i by the end of the cruise the dude would just see me walking and <laughs> reach for the bottle so i have a feeling that's going to happen what again what kind of scotch were you getting um i was, what was i was drinking that i think i was drinking a uh, johnny black okay um i had a, a Macallan or two when i first got on board i love the Macallan, it's my favorite scotch on earth Um, But I had I drank Johnny Black because it's just much more reasonably priced. And on this particular cruise, the Johnny Black will be considered complimentary. So, yeah. So in the meantime, I'm giving a good couple of weeks off to my liver. What do you got?
0: Yeah. Uh, This week, since I'm drinking again, uh, my first beer is by Sierra Nevada. This is their 2019 Oktoberfest. Ooh. Okay. So I like picking up their stuff because, you know, it does subtly change every year with their seasonal stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. They do a holiday ale. I think it's called Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And every year, they just openly tell you, every year the recipe changes. And it's yeah. one of my wife's favorites. So so <clears throat> pry that bad boy open. I'm curious. All right. It's 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 a bottle, so you're really not going to hear anything. Okay. So I'll make um, the... There you go. <laughs> artificially. Uh, it's
0: 6%. Okay. And it says on the back here, it's the ultimate season of Reveille. So we teamed up with the German Farm Bitburger Brewery okay. for an Oktoberfest that turns backyards into beer gardens. Hmm. And then the flavor is a rich amber color, secret hot blend with a smooth malty flavor. Let's give it a try.
1: While he's trying that, I'll just remind folks, we still do have a special beer from, um, from uh, which am I call it? Oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank on it? I'm Allagash. There you go. To get to. I just haven't been down there yet. <laughs> To see Craig, I'm, I'm on remote again this week, uh, and we also have a bottle of Rosemary's Other Baby for next week in honor of Halloween. Oh uh, so, yes. Yeah. Wait, so, next week is Halloween. Next week is the 30th. Today is the 23rd. We record on Wednesdays. We're not on Halloween this year. Not oh, like okay. last no year. Okay, no more doorbell ringing. <laughs> Which was hysterical. <laughs> Ten years of living in that place, and Craig's like, "I've never gotten a trick or treater. We got three <laughs> while we recorded." Yep. So, if you want to fun, if you want to laugh at us, look back a, about a year. You'll see an episode for Halloween that released the day after Halloween. It's hysterical because Craig gets so upset after promising <laughs> me we wouldn't get interrupted, and just it, the hystericalness of it is great. It was a good but episode. T- it was a good episode. <laughs> Tell me about Oktoberfest,
0: though. Uh, so it's really smooth. I wouldn't say it's kind of. It's not like a, um the Mars beers. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Uh, it's very smooth, easy to drink, uh, definitely brown you know amber in color, but it's the back end is very malty. Hmm. So if you don't like that malt flavor in beers, uh, you probably would not like this.
1: And that's kind of a, a Sierra Nevada trademark. Their yeah. beers tend to be very malty on the back end. I know I mentioned the uh, the Merry Christmas, Happy New Year that beer as well. It's even their their IPAs. Um, Hazy Little Thing is one of theirs. That's a good um one. that's very good, but that's also very, very smooth and a little malty on the back end, more malty than you'd expect out of uh, out of an IPA like that. So that's good. I'm glad to hear it. So it's that's a, that's a that's a drink again. Then
0: that's a, a repeat. Yeah, if I if I find this 2019 again, I I would drink it again.
1: There you go. All right. Let's talk some burning hot take questions. All right. So I have two this week that are okay. really burning with me. So I'm going to give. I'm not even going to give you an option this week. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> all sorts of stuff going down in the NFL. The, the, the first thing we got to talk about is the two big trades that took place. Um, we had Emmanuel Sanders being dealt to San Francisco. Yep. And we had Mohamed Sanu being dealt to the Patriots. Right. We found out today that they would probably the driving force behind Muhammad Sanu's trade is the fact that Josh Gordon is going to be done to the, for the year. We're going to get into injuries in a little bit. Bigger immediate impact in fantasy. And this goes for both where they're going to and coming from. Does Manuel Sanders make an instant impact in San Francisco? Does his departure mean anything big for Denver? And now the other side does it mean anything big for someone who's still in Atlanta with Sanu gone? And does Sanu make an immediate impact in the Patriots? So one of those four things. Who's making the biggest splash and why as a result of these two trades?
0: Uh, so I'm gonna go with Sanu and the Patriots and the Falcons. Uh, okay. So I think, you know, the the Falcons when Matt Ryan's healthy and not limping. Uh, so he has Julio Jones, he's had Muhammad Sanu, and he had Calvin Ridley. Right. With Sanu gone. I personally think this kind of with him now, sidebar, with a healthy Matt Ryan. Because we uh, don't know what his status is right, right. now. He thinks he's going to play. I don't know that he's going to play. Right. So we'll just assume that he's healthy and he can play. This this puts uh, Ridley up several tiers. Mm-hmm. Because now his his uh, targets, I would say, I'm not going to say double, but they're going to mm-hmm. be double
1: digits. So the biggest impact is on the, is that someone leaving Atlanta has created more fantasy opportunities in Atlanta, for you, right?
0: For me, and if it's new going to the Patriots, you know the Patriots just get to the get the ball to anyone who's open. So right. most of the receivers are broken. Even Julian Elliman, who's starting, is broken. You yeah, know, this Josh Gordon's on IR now, so they right. really have this... no one.
1: This trade did not make a lot of sense to me, the Sanu to the Patriots trade, until Gordon went on the IR today. Right. Because if you read the the stuff from last week with Demarius Thomas and him trying to dismiss the revenge game stuff, but he was open and said, you know, I went to the Patriots, they brought me in, they released me and said, sit tight. He goes, I had my, my agent told other teams, I'm not going anywhere. I could have gone somewhere else. He's like, I told my agent to sit tight and because the Patriots were going to bring me back. And they did. They brought me back. And then they immediately traded me. And he was like, I don't understand why you brought me back to trade me. And he said, the coach sat him down and said, there's just too many mouths to feed. We got a lot of people to spread the ball around. We're deep at wide out. It makes sense to get you someplace where you're going to play more. But then you go and you make a trade for Mohamed Sanu. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Mohamed Sanu is probably at a place in his career where he's in a better better performance place. He's going to give you more than the o- older Demarius Thomas is right now. But Belichick has always been relatively straight with his players. He's not been a guy who ever tells True. his players that media is a different story. We all know that, but he's always been straight with his players. So when he goes to Demarius Thomas and and particularly veterans, he's always up front with his veterans. So he goes to Demarius Thomas and says, I can't get you the ball. I'm going to trade you. I've got too many people. And then acquires Mohamed Sanu. It looks weird. When the Gordon news comes out today, it doesn't look weird at all because Gordon was healthy when they traded Thomas. He's not healthy now. It makes a lot more Mm -hmm. sense. For me, the answer to my own question is the void left in Denver. The problem is Joe Flacco has been atrocious. This means more Cortland Cortland Sutton, and this means they're going to start working Deshaun Hamilton into the offense, in my opinion. Um, They want to target Noah Fant. Noah Fant can't catch anything. I don't know what's wrong with this dude. I, I don't know. I think day. he's
0: nervous. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> Ball hit him in the hands two or three times. They're just easy drops. Yeah. yeah. Um, they want to get Drew Locke out there, but Drew Locke is still on IR. I don't know. I think if it's going to be one of those things like with Philadelphia when Deshaun Jackson was was getting a lot of the targets, all of a sudden they start throwing in Nelson Aguilar. I think that's what's going to happen in Denver as well. Cortland Sutton's going to see even more targets. And when they say, OK, we got to sh- take away Cortland Sutton, they're going to start targeting Deshaun Hamilton. So I think you're going to see more of a fantasy impact in Denver. But a lot of that is dependent on what they're going to do with the quarterback situation. But it's it's just pitifully bad. I mean, the, the preseason may be very hopeful. And now I'm just like, eh, no. So, um, wow. uh, yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, Josh Gordon found out he was going to the IR by reading an Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So he did not even know they were putting him on IR until he saw social media. So that's that's not great communication, and that's not typical of the Patriots. They typically don't communicate that way. So, all right. So huh. what have you got for me? Wow.
0: Uh, so there's been a lot of call for trades. Oh yeah. The same same theme. <clears throat> Is there anyone? Now you can either answer this, you know, NFL wise or fantasy wise. Or both? Is there anyone or t- one or two players that you think teams need to trade to just get draft picks and forget this year even happened? Oh God, there's so many teams that could. Like, who do you think your top t- two are? Like, I'll tell you one for me right now. The way it's going for the Panthers, the Panthers should trade Cam Newton.
1: Oh, but does Cam Newton have any
0: value? I think Wait, he what... still does when he's what healthy. What can you
1: realistically get for him though? Uh, you can get a player in a draft pick or two draft picks. I have a seven. I mean, you're not going to get mid to late. Um, the team I'm going to target is Miami. Miami is in full rebuild. Uh, they're clearly done with Kenyon Drake. They are absolutely clearly done with Kenyon Drake and Kenyon Drake can do some good somewhere else. Even as part of a committee on a team, that's a contender. Uh, Kansas city could use Kenyon Drake. Atlanta's not a buyer, but they could use Kenyon Drake. Um, I'm trying to think of who else uh, San Francisco has such a huge committee. It's hard for them to see adding to it, but they don't have a leader in that committee. Uh, I, so I'm looking at Miami. I'm looking at, at, the at lions. still. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Now the lions, of course, with carry on Johnson, you know? Um, so I, I think, I think Miami is the, should be right now, the biggest seller there, but here's the thing. Miami already has, I think it said three first round picks this year. Um, and there's a possibility one analyst said that the way it's shaping up in terms of the records, they could have three of the first 26 picks. Wow. So they're just, like the new Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this could be a huge, huge thing. So um, I don't know. I, 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 Miami's probably the, the team I would go with. What about you? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, definitely,
0: definitely Miami if I was going to pick a whole team. You know, I would say the Bengals, but Mike Brown doesn't actually make trades or talk to anyone else in the league, so you know, I can't say the Bengals. I've
1: heard heard people talking about oh, AJ Green's on the block. No he's not. No, he's not. No, he's he's not not. going anywhere. (laughs) AJ Green is thirty two years old and and even with that statement, he's probably only on the block for a one and another pick. And there's no team that's gonna pay that for AJ Green right now with his history injury his injury history. His history injury. His injury history. (laughs) And his age, there's no way. I, nope. If I'm picking up the phone, I'm saying I'll give you a five or a six, or I'll give you a, you know, I'll give you. Would a you trade for? Would you trade for AJ
0: Green in fantasy?
1: Ah, uh, I can't. I can't. We have him in a couple places in different leagues. I couldn't make a move for him right now. He's a great buy low candidate, but I can't make that move. Fair answer. I can't. Which <laughs> leads me to the third question, Uh-oh. the final question, okay. which is injuries galore. We got people going, we got people coming. So let's, let's go over just the the highlights. And and if you, if I miss anybody, you just jump in. Okay. Carry on Johnson's essentially done for the year. His IR designation gives him the ability to come back in week 16. No one cares about week 16 because that's championship week for fantasy folks. And Detroit's not going to rush him back because they're not making a playoff run. Adam Thielen has been ruled out for the Thursday night game this week. He hurt his hamstring somehow in a play where he landed on his wrist, rolled into the wall, and banged his head against the bottom of the wall and came up with a hamstring injury. Figure that one out. <laughs> I watched that live. I was watching the game with Cinch and uh, he he hit that wall and I went, Oh, that's a concussion. And he went, No, no, look, he's cradling his wrist. And then five minutes later they're like, he's out with a hamstring. Oh, my liver. My liver. <laughs> yeah. And we just looked at each other and said, What the hell? So you got Thielen and he's out for at least this week. Mahomes. Mahomes had a limited practice today. I'm telling you right now that if Mahomes plays this week, I want blood drawn to prove that he is not an Android. I just, there's no way Pat Mahomes plays this week. And yet they they said he was going to get a limited practice in today. I did not see how that went, but a limited practice on an injury that should be three to six weeks. That's insane to me. And that's stupid. Listen, it's
0: very stupid.
1: (laughs) The green Bay, Kansas city game is going to be a shootout. And yes, you have a better chance of winning, but you're going from a 55% chance of winning versus a 40% chance of winning with Matt Moore. It's not worth it. It's not like Mahomes is definitively going to make the difference in this game. And that's the thing. And you don't have to win this game. It's non-division. You've still got a two-game lead because Oakland (laughs) dropped another game last weekend and you picked up a game on Oakland. Rest him. Get him healthy. All right. So let's recap We got yeah. on Johnson. We got Adam Thielen. We got Patrick Mahomes. Matt Ryan limped off the field. He is in doubt this week. He says he's going to play. Drew Brees says he's going to practice this week and says he plans to return week eight. Everybody else is kind of like, you know, week nine. Yeah, I would. Off. yeah I would wait. What yeah. injury? So who else did who else died this <clears throat> week? Oh, Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Will Fuller and Josh Gordon. What's the biggest loss? Right Ooh. now, if you're if you're looking at DFS season-long, which one of these guys is the greatest loss for you? You're just like, man, that changes everything. For me, I mean, if we're
0: talking fantasy-wise, it's it's yes. Mahomes. Yeah, I mean— Ma- be Out of that uh,
1: list. The problem with Mahomes has always been—and I don't have him. Do we have him anywhere? I, I don't think I have any shares of Patrick Mahomes. I would love to have shares of Patrick Mahomes. But in DFS, he was so expensive. He was virtually unusable— but he was so good at DFS. <laughs> it's such a huge loss. Now you're like Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson just came off a game where he was massively underperforming. You know, I mean, with with Watson coming off of a bad game, I mean, you always the opposite of the hot hand theory. You play the guy who came off a bad game. Yeah, um, we did that. I did that after the Kirk Cousins debacle when Adam Thielen went nuts on Kirk Cousins. I started Kirk Cousins the next week. We cashed. That was a no brainer. When <laughs> Stefan Diggs started to complain they don't throw at me enough, I paired him with Stefan Diggs. next week, we cashed again. So, you know, it, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I think for me, it's Matt Ryan. Ryan had been, for fantasy purposes, so good because Atlanta is so bad. And let me tell you, I believe Atlanta is on bye in week nine. I will be shocked if they don't make a coaching change. Shocked. You have, yeah. Hooper has been fantastic. Julio has been Julio. You've had all the pieces. Devontae Freeman yeah. and I've stinks. Heard,
0: I've heard rumors that the, they may trade Hooper.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's outside the real possibility.
0: Now with the way Elena's season's going. You might, you might no as well reason.
1: take what you can get. Exactly. There's no reason to cling to these pieces unless you consider them franchise. And the bottom line is they can't afford. If you're going to elevate Hooper to the level of a franchise player, you can't afford everybody. You can't. It's part of the reason DeVonte Freeman is the running back they can't afford to bring in a better running back. Right. They really and if they really bad this year, they need to go out and find a running back in the draft. That is what they that is your sole job from and the offensive side of the ball, you need to bring in a running back, but I think it's I, Atlanta is is a great on paper team that just has not played well at, in NFL but has been fantastic for fantasy. Matt Ryan had been basically a must-use. I think I think all season long in DFS, in seven weeks, in multiple lineups, around four to six lineups a week. So you're talking about 40 different lineups roughly I've run this year. I think I only used four quarterbacks. It was Watson, Mahomes, Ryan, and um, Cousins. That's it. I haven't used yeah, any two of them quarter- are broken two, now. <laughs> two of them are broken. One of them stinks. And Kirk <laughs> Cousins now is, I'm sure his number is up. I don't even have it up in front of me. But he's got to be more expensive. I don't even see him. Where is he? He's sixty seven hundred this week, so yeah, he's in the better half of it. So that's you know that's the big one for me is Matt Ryan. But uh so here's, let's a, move qu- on. here's a real a- quick question for you. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs the
0: the Chiefs signed quarterback Kyle Shermer to back up Matt Moore. Does it matter? No. Okay.
1: Absolutely not.
0: The son of Pat Shermer, Pat- the coach oh. of the Giants.
1: Yeah, well hopefully he's a better player than his dad as a coach oh. because Right oh. now, there is a race for the the title of worst coach in New York. <laughs> I mean, did you see that they went for it on fourth down on their own thirty? Yeah. Late in the game, and his justification was, "Well, I didn't know if I was going to get the ball back." Well, it doesn't matter if you don't get the ball back if you turn it over there, and your four, your your fourth down completion range at that is under twenty percent. And it was not like fourth and one; it was like fourth and fifteen. It was not an easy conversion. You punt. You punt. You have to make a stop there. You basically just told your entire defense, I have zero faith in you. You told your entire defense, I have more faith in Daniel Jones than (laughs) I have in your ability to get us the ball back. And that is – and then I'm like, all right, well, wow, the giant coaching – and then I watched Adam Gase just go out there and show that he has no clue how to prepare a team to play the Patriots. And it's not like this is the first time. First off, you coached against them in Miami, so you know how the Patriots prepare. And you met them earlier this year. This was the second meeting for the Jets and the Pats this year. So don't tell me you didn't you didn't know how to get yourself better and you just beat the crap out of the Cowboys.
0: So does that you mean had... the Cowboys really aren't good?
1: No, it just means that the Jets the Jets did one had one good week of preparation. And that happens. That their game plan worked one time. And throwing a dart at a dartboard or a spinning wheel of of ideas Ish. for plays <laughs> will yeah, will eventually yield some sort of result. But what it tells me is that Adam Gase has no idea what he's doing long term. None. Absolutely none. The Patriots, and this is not a knock on the Patriots when I say this, because I don't want the Patriot fans going <laughs> oh, not on me when they <laughs> say this. But the Patriots did nothing special against the Jets. I didn't see anything that I wasn't prepared to see. They did a lot of, they a lot of short passes. They had a lot of passes. Um uh, The pass to Bolden in the first half when he was wide open halfway down the field Bolden ran out like he was going to do a screen and then took off. That's all they do is they change looks. They love to throw screen passes to their running back. That does not mean every time the running back stays behind the line of scrimmage near where the wide receivers line up, that's going to be a screen pass. You can't take your eyes off him and let him run past
0: you. Right. That's that's the giveaway right there.
1: (laughs) You know, when he runs out there, stops for a second and takes off down the field, he's going to be a possible receiver. You need to put a body on him. And they just... They played a zone. They didn't shift the zone at all, and that, that that I'm just like, my God, you're making it so easy, so easy. So, all right. Anyway, all right. um, let's play America's favorite game. All right. All right. This one's going to be quick because okay. it's, there are no games under forty this week. Oh, let me right. say that again. The lowest over/under of the the week is Chargers at Bears. That's a forty. So we're not even going to play the low end today. I've got 3 games on my list that are over 49 and a half. 3 strikes, Craig. Give me the 3 games that are at least 49 and a half over/unders and I will be shocked. I'm going to put a beer on the line on this one. <laughs> I will bring you a beer next week if you get all 3 of these without striking out because I would shock. Right, let me um let me get the schedule. Hold on. Okay. okay Oh, we
0: really right. are prepared here folks. We are. We are. Sorry, my phone stopped working.
1: We are prepared. There we go. By the All way, right. Pittsburgh So, is what a is it? 40, yeah, 3 over 49 and a half. 49 and a half or better. Or better. All right. Uh, let's go. Saints Cardinals. Saints Cardinals is not on my board. Where are you? So, oh, it's Ari- okay, it's Arizona at New Orleans. That's that's a wrong. That's strike one. That's a forty-eight and a half. Damn. All I right. thought that game would be over fifty-two. I mean, that's a game that's just. But you know what? New Orleans' defense has gotten so much better this year. They have. Well, that's not true. Their run defense has been better this year, and that's what Arizona has been leaning on. I mean, Chase Edmonds. I. The David Johnson era, I think, is really <laughs> coming to a close. The reign of Armington area is over. Yes. <laughs> All right, so that's strike one. But you still got three on the board. What do you got? Uh, for let's me? go Seahawks Falcons. That is correct. Seattle, Atlanta is a 54. Wow. I l- Listen to me now. Take the deed to your house and put <laughs> it in the desk. Then take every other dollar in your wallet and take the under, particularly if Matt Ryan doesn't play. There is Seattle is much better at home than they are on the road. And granted, Atlanta is much better at, uh, on, at home as well. They are both home-based teams. But Seattle is the favorite in this game. Atlanta can't stop anybody. I think this game's 30 to 10 in favor of Seattle and that leaves you a full 14 points short of the over under. Do you see that over under 54 Seattle Atlanta?
0: All right, let's see. Um let's go. Broncos
1: Colts. Strike 2. Oh. Denver Indy is a 44. <clears throat> 44. Right. See, this this is what's going to be shocking to When you when you hear these other when you hear these other ones you're going to be like, "Wait a minute. That's that has a higher combined total <laughs> to the other games I mentioned it's shocking uh how about Chargers Bears strike three ring, really Chargers Bears God, I was
0: I was I was reaching
1: that's a, a 40 by the way
0: you know I was gonna say Bucks Titans actually that,
1: that would have been strike four so that's oh, okay damn it. that's a 46 and a half you ready all right the Giants at the Lions what <laughs> is a 49 and a half <laughs> why I'm just I'm guessing because both defenses are bad against the pass. I'm I'm guessing. But the the highest of the week is Seattle Atlanta. The next one down is Oakland at Houston. Oakland got abused in the secondary last week. Abused. What did Marvin Jones have Four touchdown passes? Yes. Okay, so I don't know who the number two receiver is going to be because obviously they're going to try and take DeAndre Hopkins away. But. You, whoever is not will fuller you got to use them Oak, oh so oakland at houston fifty-one and a half. do you like it i i, I think i like the yeah. under there yeah i would take the under there and what about the seattle atlanta game you like the under there at 54 or the over
0: you know with and who's playing they're playing in atlanta In atlanta all right so if matt ryan isn't playing i would take the under
1: yeah i think i take the under either way i think i don't think ryan's gonna play either way and then Giants at Detroit. I am taking the under. <clears throat> I told I told you that to take all your money out of your wallet. You nope, know, I'm putting the house on Giants at Detroit. I'll take the under in that game. Dan, it, it, Daniel Jones is bad, folks. Bad. And there's nothing on that Giant team. Sterling Shepard might play. He told the uh, he told the media yesterday he's just waiting for a medical clearance. He feels fine, but he's oh, had two in, concussions. Is in Ingram hurt her too? Ingram, yes. Yeah, I have no idea what his status is. I haven't even looked. Haven't even looked. So, all right. So we're trying to save time for our Halloween Spectacular next week. So we're moving on to, oh, well, you know, one more quick thing on the lines. So normally a Green Bay at Kansas City would be an automatic over. Uh, The line on that's 48. I'm on the fence. Kansas City has not played well at home defensively.
0: And Green Bay has been doing pretty well
1: this green and green Bay gives a lot of yards up on the ground. Historically they're hit or miss with that, but they, they can be a sieve on the ground. So, you know, the, the three headed monster of Williams, Williams, and McCoy could rack up some ground yards. This game could very easily be 35, 24, even though, um, Mahomes isn't playing. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really tempted. I want to take the over, but the under just looks so appealing in that game. I don't know. Green Bay is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Do you like that? Do you like Green Bay to win by at least five in Kansas City? You know, with, with no Mahomes
0: and the way Kansas City's been, mm, that's tempting.
1: Kansas City's losses at home have been close. They've been close. That's true. I, I mean, they were, they were beat City. by Jacoby Brissett with Mahomes. That reminds me. I didn't look at the Sunday swim results this week. Did I hit anything? Uh, you may have. I think did I you, went two for you, three. Oh, wow. I cleaned up. Nice. I had New Orleans plus 3 and then I had a parlay Miami plus 17 and Miami didn't lose by 17 and I had Minnesota giving only a point and a half. Oh, I nice. moved back up fourth place. Nice. Nice. You know what's funny about that by the way, really quick? You know who's in first place in the Sunday swim pool that we were doing? Uh no. My wife's friend Tiffany who did <laughs> really? not understand how blind lines worked before this happened. Now, is she, she making the picks or is she getting help? Or is she
0: just going by how their helmets her look? Her
1: boyfriend is in this too, so... Is he? Um, I don't know where he is. Where is he? Oh, he's way down here somewhere. Where'd you go? There he is, Scott. Yeah, no, he's in 14th. Okay. Um, but she's in first place. Nice. She's in first place. is she place. making and one big bet? Or this is she doing week, three she bets? Put, she put 75 points on the Patriots to cover, which they did. And she put 75 points on the Saints to cover separately. And they both came through. She was plus 150 this week. Nice. Nice. So, all right. All right, moving on. That's funny. I'm going to have to tell my wife that because she's got a big kick out of that. She's – I don't even know if Tiffany listens. Tiffany, if you listen, keep up the good work. (laughs) Good job. Good job. I know she likes football. I know she does fantasy. I just don't think she's ever done betting before. So, this is is, new. All right, let's talk about the metric. All right. The metric failed us last week, Craig. It did. It does not account for injuries and stupid. And Yeah, it was underperformance. <laughs> A lot of our value plays underperformed last week and injuries. And in cash games, you can usually squeak by, particularly if there's one or two key injuries. When you have injuries and underperformance, you can have one or the other and usually sneak by in cash. You can't have both. So that's what we had. Josh Jacobs was under a hundred yards, I think he had ninety-three yards on the ground. He doesn't miss those snaps and he gets eight more yards. We're in business. Right. So so with that in mind, I went back to the the metric this week (laughs) and I said, give me a name. And it said, well I kinda like Deshaun Watson. And I said, no 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 no. Deshaun Watson disappointed last week. He's gonna be expensive. He is he's seventy one hundred. I said give me a name that you just you're like, yes. And it said (laughs) Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Tannehill's 5100. Tampa's secondary is brutally bad. They have given up chunk yardage. I think they're 28th or 29th in the league against the pass. Yeah, they're worse than the Bengals. Just saying. and Tennessee will probably do that, even if it's a lot of dump off passes to Derrick Henry. So at 5100, I've got him slated for 17 points. That puts him in the 3x range. So I'm really liking Tannehill this week uh, to save money elsewhere. What do you think? Uh,
0: Tannehill's good for the cheap option. You know, I do. It's a, he's another thousand dollars, but I do like Matt Stafford against the Giants.
1: Yeah, Stafford's not a bad option either. <clears throat> Stafford's probably my mid-range. Tannehill's my cheap option, and Watson's right. going to be my stud.
0: Now, would you go ultra cheap and just throw in Matt Moore to save
1: money? Oh. <laughs> no, I've got him. I've got him plugged for fourteen points. At forty nine, he's only forty nine hundred. I would use uh, people I would use before then, that price range. Well, Tannehill's only fifty one hundred. I would probably use Derek Carr before that, and I'm not advocating for Derek Carr, but that game looks like it's going to be a shootout, and the over under is so high. Vegas obviously thinks it's going to be high scoring. Uh, Philip Rivers at fifty three hundred. I would use Philip Rivers before I would use Matt Moore at forty nine hundred. I would find a way to get that four hundred bucks. So I no, he's like sixth or seventh down on my list value wise easily.
0: Now here, so. here's a really quick question: Would you just use people for from teams that are in games with over 49 points?
1: Not always, but it does help for a tiebreaker. Like Derek Carr gets a boost in my rankings because of that. Deshaun Watson gets a boost in my rankings because of that. I mean, they're, they're, the, those numbers mean something. Vegas does. Ne- Vegas's job is not to make you bet for the loser. Vegas's job is to make the people so convinced that they're right that the bets split evenly. Right. That, then they just make money off of fees. That's what they want to do. In a perfect world, 50% of the people back the Raiders, 50% back Houston, and they're just taking in the rake. They don't have to worry about anything else. So when they sit there and they say 54 at the over-under, they are convinced that number half the people are going to go over and half the people are going to go under. So that means that that number's got to be pretty close. The number's going to be pretty close to what they think is going to happen. So, I, I, you know, it does matter. The over/under does matter. I mean, we wouldn't talk about it on this podcast if it didn't matter. So, <laughs> That's true. That's true. Sorry. So, so you got some options. Watson, yeah. if you want to go stud. Tannehill, if you want to go uh, ultra cheap. And you got Stafford for mid-range. Running back. This is where I'm spending up this week. I'm you don't spending, like old reliable? I, old reliable? <laughs> Who's old reliable? The one guy you can't quit. Don't say Frank Gore. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Okay. So the cheap combo option is Frank (laughs) Gore and Josh Jacobs, because that's only $9,800 in salary. But I think Dalvin cook is going to run crazy over Washington at home. Provided he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, this is, this is, they're talking about this as the revenge game of all revenge games. Adrian Peterson has been very open saying he can't wait to go back. He can't wait to go back to Minnesota and run all over them. But I think the real revenge here is the quiet Kirk Cousins revenge game. The Kirk Cousins who kept saying to Washington, are you going to give me some money? And they were like, no, here's a franchise tag. Well, what about next year? No, here's another franchise tag. Now he's in Minnesota. I think he really wants to do well. I think Minnesota is going to beat Washington into a bloodied pulp. What's the line in that game? Uh, Whereas, you tell me. Ooh, hold on, looking for it. Robert's oh, that's a for Thursday that. night. That's a Thursday night. Oh. That's tomorrow night that's minnesota is a 16 point favorite i think minnesota is going to crush washington like a bug i will take minnesota giving 16 you heard me right i will (laughs) take the vikings giving 16 points tomorrow night now what were you about to say you're about to interject something
0: oh yeah really quick my second beer is samuel adams oktoberfest oh why because it was the last one in my fridge
1: oh sam adams their oktoberfest is exceptionally forgettable for me it's just It's, it's average
0: the Sierra like the, Nevada is definitely better.
1: Like the the advertisement for Sam Adams Oktoberfest is it's beer. That that's what the can't just say it's beer?
0: Do you know when I started drinking beer,
1: way back? Sam then, Adams was
0: fancy. Sam Adams was the fancy craft beer, right? and that is literally all I drank. I used to drink uh, MDG as well, and right. Sam helps. Adams, <laughs> huh?
1: You no, know, it's 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 amazing how the market has changed. Yeah, it really is. I, I was looking to go back to my cruise really quick. I said, I'm going to drink a lot of scotch. I looked at the beer menu they, they, this place has got um, Lagunitas little uh little something. Yeah. And it's got Blue Moon. Everything else is mainstream Corona, Bud, Bud Light, Coors. I'm like, no, I just I can't do the mainstream stuff anymore. <laughs> and it's not even that oh, it's all bad. Bud Light is bad. But all the other ones, I mean, they've they've got some stuff to it, I just – I want unique stuff. I don't want the mainstream stuff anymore.
0: Do you know, though, the other night I had a Stellar or trois. Oh, really? Yeah, I still did. I felt very fancy. I didn't put it in a glass.
1: Oh, still is good. It is. Sometimes you just want a light lager, you know. Anyway. So anyway, yes. running backs, I'm paying up. If I can afford Cook, I'm using Cook. If I can't afford Cook, I'm paying up for Christian McCaffrey. I like Cook better than McCaffrey this week. I think if you pair Cook with Jacobs, that's a uh, fourteen five of your salary. That's a pretty good chunk, but I like that Matt. I like that pairing a great deal. So you were uh, Frank Gore is a cheap option. Frank Gore is my cheap option. I I just think he's gonna run really well against Philly. I'm not worried about the Devin Singletary factor yet. Phillip um, Philip Lindsay's another nice mid range option at fifty six hundred. How do you feel about they, Latavius Murray? Uh where is he on my list? 5,800. There he is. 5,800. I got him scheduled for 14 points. At 5,800, I would sooner use, um, looking at my list really quick, I'd rather go Philip Lindsay at 56. I, you know, I feel and better. I, also
0: kind, I kind of like
1: James Conner playing Miami. And Josh Jacobs is the same price, price point. So I'll take Josh Jacobs against Houston in a game that's likely to be a shootout and, and a lot of offense. Matt, um, do you than, think it's just
0: better to go all chalk this week at running back?
1: Yeah, I'm paying up at running back. I'm paying up at running back and and I'm I'm paying up smart. I'm not touching Aaron Jones, um, although you could. I mean, Green Bay, Kansas City can't stop anybody, um, you know, but I I like him a great deal. I'm I'm looking at Chris Carson's not outside their own possibility, but value wise, I think Dalvin Cook is going to get to the value marker. So I'm using him first. So if I'm paying up a running back, I got to be paying down at wide receiver, right? Well, the good news is there is not a ton of three X value but there's a lot of mid-range value. Mike Williams is only 4,000 and sorry, Chicago gives up passing yards. I like both the wide receivers in, uh, in on the chargers this week. Uh, Mike Williams is just a a little bit higher on the value meter. T Y Hilton just keeps getting it done. Jacoby Brissett has been so great with him. Cortland Sutton is going to see increased targets. So if I'm spending 14,000, over there, I can get away with spending only fifteen thousand over here to get Hilton, Sutton, and Williams. And that's gonna be fifteen four. So right there, that's still so I've booked all my outs and all my running backs and I'm under thirty grand. That leaves me twenty thousand for the for the tight end, quarterback, uh defensive flex position, and that's a lot of money if you think about it. That is. If they, I mean, that's you're talking about twenty thousand. You're talking about ten thousand dollars for your quarterback defense combo. And then you're talking about another ten grand for your tight end and flex. And if you use a tight end that's in the cheaper side, you could find yourself a six or seven thousand dollars worth of cap space this week. Who do you like at the wide receivers? And don't you dare say Auden Tate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't get no. behind any of your guys anymore. I just can't.
0: It's it's fine. It's fine. Hey, but the metric likes them, So, you know. You know, I've I've well, we that both have been like- a big uh, a big Sun fan this year. Uh, he's thir- he's fifty three hundred, like you said. And you know what, Muhammad Sanu has a new home. You know, and that's and he's only that's four thousand.
1: That's an issue. So we have to talk about that really quick. Historically, individuals who are traded after the values are published are pulled out of the DraftKings pools. Pools. So there's a possibility DraftKings will not allow you to use. That's true. Some- I'm checking right now to see if I edit my entry. Did you say Sanu
0: or Sutton? Sanu. Sanu.
1: Yeah, because you liked Sanu. Didn't you just say you liked Sanu? I did, but I thought you said Sutton. Never mind. We're good. I might We're have good. said the wrong name. Okay. <laughs> so be, be careful. Be careful. Make sure as you're making your lineups, if you you check at the top, they usually put banner ads at the top of the site. If a player is traded, he will still be on the list, but there'll be a list, that there'll be a note that says... This player has been traded and will require no points this week. Right. So pay close attention to and it.
0: And then two two other names, and one of them pains me so much to say. Really? Okay. It's because of his new quarterback and because they're playing Tampa, Corey Davis, because he's 4,400. And I had him last year and other Titans, and I was definitely, I'm definitely over the Titans, but it seems to be working out for them. My other pick is mm-hmm. somebody on Green Bay. It's a guy with three names. Oh, no. He's $5,000. Do you know who it is? It's Marquez Marquez Valdez Valdez
1: Scanling. All right. Here's a list of people I will use over him. DK Metcalf, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, (laughs) Jarvis Landry, Geronimo Allison, Emmanuel Sanders, who may not be eligible, uh, (laughs) Gary Fitz, Alan Lazard. I'll take Alan Lazard over him. There's just better options value-wise for me. Um, he is. He's at five thousand. But, you know, I mean, even though they're um, playing the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, D.D. Westbrook's forty five hundred. Is he healthy now? Yeah. OK. He's healthy. He's playing the Jets. What more do you want? <laughs> Fair enough. You know, if you don't want to use them, I- I'm thinking about putting Mike Williams together with and I'm hesitant to do so. I'm using both Mike Will- Williams and um, Keenan Allen. I'm hesitant to do so. But if I if I don't, D.D. Westbrook is a solid option because he's only five dollars more or so. All right, we're running that time rapidly here. So moving on to tight end, um, the metric likes Dallas Goddard. And I was like, no, the metric likes Austin Hooper. And I said, his quarterback is dead. So I'm going to the third option of the metric, which is the first guy he really likes, which is TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson's been up and down, but Hawkinson's only 3,500. And that means really all he needs to do is get the 10 points. If he can get in the end zone once against the Giants, which tight ends are able to do a lot then this, is, this would be a good play. Who do you like on the tight end list?
0: Yeah, I like TJ. Uh, I like Irv Smith because he's so cheap. He's Irv, 20, Smith he's 500. 500. Irv Smith is 2,500.
1: Irv Smith is 2,500, and he's somebody who's been popping up on the lower side of the metric on the light column for a lot lately. 2,500 is really cheap. I mean, but the metric and even said, you know, put out the name Mike Jacecki today, and I'm like, why?
0: Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of Darren Waller, but he's 5,900.
1: Waller's just kept creeping up. We were on him. He's cheaper than George Kittle. The metric liked him in week one. My projection said that Oakland would lean on the tight end the first couple weeks. And I was like, yeah, but this kid's unknown. I tossed him in the one or two pools and they all cashed. I mean, he's just been fantastic, but he's been creeping up in value. I mean, you know, you you ready for this? Darren Waller is now more expensive than Zach Ertz. What does that tell you? Does that that mean the Eagles are a mess? Yes, the Eagles are a mess. Carson Wentz, you notice we have not said his name in DFS at all no, this year. No,
0: I dropped him in one of my leagues.
1: <laughs> I have not endorsed Carson Wentz, I think, at all this season. I'd have to check the tape to be 100% sure on that. But, I mean, it, Darren Waller's been creeping up 5900 He's 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 more expensive than a lot of the, the big names on here. Um, I think he actually might be the second or third most expensive. He's more expensive than Hooper. So, right now, I mean, he's I think he's the number two or number three tight end in terms of value, uh, or, or in terms of salary, rather. So I'm going to pay down here in Hawkinson. So, again, that gives me more money to pay up elsewhere. There is a crazy thought in my head that I go extreme value across the board and put almost 20 grand into my running backs and use both Cooks and McCaffrey this week. It's not outside the realm of possibility. Now, you would still use McCaffrey playing for the 49ers? Yes. All right. Yes. Because I I just, I don't think the 49ers are as good as P, as as people want them to believe they are. I mean, they've done this largely without their offense clicking. Jimmy Garoppolo has not been good, which reminds me. 2 second aside, did you watch Gridiron Heights this week? No, not yet. Absolutely go watch it. It is going to reinforce every stereotype you have <laughs> about Tom Brady. It's Excellent. essentially it's essentially Tom Brady sitting and and doing an Instagram photo shoot of himself. Yeah. And up walks Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo. because the the former backups and he's like so how are you guys doing And jacoby bursette goes oh you know i have a winning record after replacing a living legend and tom brady goes yeah things are going pretty good for me too i'm undefeated and jimmy Garoppolo goes yep i'm undefeated too and you just see they go inside tom brady's head and it's a room full of tom brady's all in panic mode because his former backups are as good as he is in, in in record and stuff like that it is this journey of their psyches that is absolutely hysterical and i'll say this you must pause it. You have to watch it, and you have yeah. to watch it the second time through. It's only a minute long. Pause it every like five seconds. The background stuff is epic. Okay. They have the discussion in front of a place called Wentz's Pretzels. <laughs> nice. And one of the sites says, Our pretzels crumble under pressure faster oh. than anybody else. <laughs> Damn. It is, they are brutal. They are brutally evil to these guys. So, great episode. I'm sure the Patriot fans are sitting there like, that's not how Tom Brady is. Listen, folks, that's how the world sees Tom Brady. That's how Tom Brady is, the, like, the least secure quarterback in the history of the league from the from the non-Patriot fan perspective. And there just goes saying. Cinch. And there goes, like, a third of my audience. So, all right, defenses. Yes. The metric wants you to draft the Raiders. Why? Do not draft the Raiders. No. Do not draft the Raiders. They're, they're doing that based off the fact that the Sean Watson struggled last week. And if he throws two or three picks, the Raiders might end up positive, And they're only 1,500. There's a reason the Raiders are only 1,500, folks. So don't use them. I like the Chargers this week. The Chicago offense is woeful. Woeful. And I think this is going to be a lower scoring Sorry, game. Sorry,
0: Sean, not that you listen to this.
1: But yeah. I mean, what was it? Uh, that, that, game, that over-under is 40, which, believe it or not, I'm looking right now. I'm double checking this before I say it. That's the lowest total of the week is 40 is the chargers at Chicago. That tells me that somebody, unless you like the Chicago defense a great deal and I don't, that means it's going to be a low scoring game. One of them has to score a lot of points and I think it's going to be the chargers. What do you think
0: out of those two or defense in general general general? Yeah, I would definitely take the chargers. I do actually, I do kind of like the bills against Philly. Cause as we just said, Philadelphia seems very confused they right are now. Absolutely, the
1: chalk. Philly. And, there's a good chance that Philly's going to give up five sacks this week.
0: Yeah, I do like Tennessee against Tampa Bay. They're thirty-two hundred, and the the defensive matchup of the week, uh, Pittsburgh's playing Miami, but they're
1: four thousand, so they're a little pricey. It's the only reason they're four thousand, right? Is because it's Miami. If you put them against anybody else, they're thirty-five hundred, maybe a three thousand dollar buy. You know, I mean, the Bills are three thousand dollars, and the Steelers are more expensive, and that's not an, an the endorsement the Patriots are
0: forty-three hundred.
1: Again, pricey. I can't. I can't. That's just too much. I I I gotta go with the Bills at three thousand. If I'm paying up, I'm pay, so If I'm paying up, so what I'm doing, I am absolutely trying to go as chalky as possible. I am definitely using Cooks or McCaffrey in my running back position. I am looking for reliable mid-range wide receivers. I am liking guys like T. Y. Hilton and Cortland Sutton this week, and I am paying down at tight end and defense moderately. So going to mid to lower range. I have one lineup where I followed that strategy. I went high on running back. I went mid to cheap everywhere else. And I ended up with enough money to put DeAndre Hopkins in my flex. Nice. And he was 8,100. So there is a lot of opportunity for value at this. Now, to be fair, my own projection system only put that team at 138 points. That is low for the pay line. But the pay lines have been lower the last couple of weeks as guys have gotten to hurt and people have been underperforming. I think last year, the last week the average pay line was about 142 points. Don't quote me on that, but it was definitely below 150 is normally the target number. But in cash games, strictly cash games we're talking, it was definitely down last week. I had lineups at 144 and 142 that cashed easily. So I think the pay lines are coming down a little bit as people are struggling and as it's getting harder to make lineups. So there you go. That's my assessment for this week. We are out of time. Craig, final thoughts.
0: Final thoughts. It is sadly the middle of the season, and October's yeah. almost over. That means sadly, pumpkin beer will almost be gone.
1: But that means holiday ale is coming. That is true. Holiday ale is coming, <laughs> and then and then Brit will be going. <laughs> so there you go um, cases
0: and cases of beer.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, my final thought is this weekend, uh, I'll give a report. You know, guys know I'm I'm a big curler. Um, and by big, I mean I do it non-competitively and, and at the club level. This weekend, the Curling Club in Bridgeport is hosting a huge world curling tour event. And I got the green light to say that uh, a team is coming with three former NFL players on it. That's awesome. Uh, originally, we were keeping this under wraps. We didn't know how much they wanted to know. Well, their coach was doing a clinic for another um, function this past weekend. It's a curler named John Benton. And John Benton told our president, oh, you can publicize the crap out of the fact that they're going to be there. They don't care as long as you don't interrupt them while they play. So I can tell you right now that Jared Allen is bringing his team. Jared Allen, former chief, former Viking, legendary defensive player is bringing his team. Uh, Also on his team is Jason Smith, who was a, a offensive lineman for Miami for a couple of years. And ready for this name blast from the past? Mark Bulger. Oh, wow. Guy who tried to take over the greatest show on turf and just... He tried? I don't think anybody could step into Kurt Warner's shoes after that, so I don't want to sit there and say he failed at it, because that's that's just not fair. But he's now curling on the World Curling Tour with Jared and Jason um, and a couple other guys, too. It's a five-man team, and they rotate. Um, but they're coming to Bridgeport this week and I will be broadcasting one of their matches. So if you hear this podcast and you're interested in learning anything about curling, you want to see something, go to YouTube and search nutmeg curling club and you will see a tournament called blazing leaves. And you might even hear my voice as I call the matches this weekend. Um, But yeah, they'll be in Bridgeport this week and I will definitely try to get a quick photo op and put it up on our website. If I get a chance, I hear, I hear Jared is very interested in, in talking as long as he's not playing and he's not, getting ready for a match he's very interested in doing these kinds of things so maybe i can get a quick interview with jared allen um on there but as uh, as always leave us a review wherever you listen to us if you are new to our podcast we are now on youtube uh it is not video yet. yet we're talking about that and it may never be video but it's at least audio but we are now available on youtube in addition to all the places you can catch us as a podcast We are completely out of time because it's a five-week month, and we're a small-budget podcast. We need to save bandwidth for next week. So uh, we will be back next week with our October spectacular – our Thanksgiving. No, not Thanksgiving. Halloween spectacular. I'm rushing, and I'm mixing up my words, and I'm not getting through as quickly as I want to get through. So uh, until then, leave us a review. We always like your feedback. We do appreciate it. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us, and good luck in week eight. Eight. Jesus, I don't even know what week it is. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't drink during the podcast, folks. You think <laughs> it's bad when I drink? This is what happens when I don't drink. Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts po- Podcast. Take care, everybody. <laughs>